It's time for Tennessee Titans talk. Guys, Colts week. Week two NFL season. Here we are. What's going on? We got Lucas Swatson with us. Uh, he's been on with us before. One of our, our favorite super fans. Uh, Lucas, uh, I know you're traveling this week, but you'll be back in time for the game this weekend. I know you're super, super pumped about hosting the Colts with a one-game lead uh, in the AFC South. Oh, yeah, I'm really excited right now, actually. This is a huge game. We have a chance to go up 2-0 and in the division. Uh, we need everyone in Nashville. Everyone needs to be at the stadium early, tailgating, and uh, getting pumped and ready for this game. So, Lucas, we uh, John and I were in Cleveland, and we've talked about that a lot, and we're going to spend this time talking almost all Colts. Uh, we're ready to move on and talk about that, but Cleveland has quite the fan base, and they were pumped, and they were ready, and we had the team, and they had the fan base Sunday. Do you see the, the Titans moving closer? I know that doesn't happen in a day. I think we have sort of the fabric, just meeting other Titans fans like yourself, and then on the road this weekend, meeting some amazing Titans fans that, that travel. Do, do you feel like we have the fabric, and we're moving in the right direction as a fan base? I think so, especially the last couple of years. I mean, winning cures all. Uh, the last, I think, two or three years, you've really seen the fan base grow. And I'm actually really impressed with the amount of fans we have, not just in the United States, but in we have fans in Australia, we have fans in Germany, we have fans in France and Ireland and the U.K. Our fan base is really global. A lot of those fans came on board during the, uh, the Steve McNair and Eddie George days. Yeah, we've had... You know, dozens and dozens of folks listen from uh, Ireland and uh, and Australia each each week. So uh, I agree with you. I think uh, the NFL is a, is an international game more than people think, and I think this sort of regional and tight knit franchise uh, appeals to folks. I think uh, across the world. Well, like we said, we want to move on, but I, I want to get your top takes from uh, a really big win on Sunday. Well, first off, Brown, man, I was extremely impressed with him. He dominated, and he was only on the field for a very short period of time. I, I can't remember the snap count, but it wasn't much. And he managed to get 100 yards, and we haven't had a receiver that explosive, especially if, as a rookie. And I don't, I don't know if we've ever had one that explosive as a rookie. Really impressed with him. Cameron Wake coming out there and just dominating. We haven't had a pass rusher like that since, I mean, Kyle Vandenbosch. Uh, it's, it's been a while. And then also uh, offensive line performed Really, really, really well. I was, uh, I was actually very impressed with them, considering Lawan was out and we were missing our starting right guard. So props to them. I think our coaching staff put our line in a really good position, and I think those guys were tough. We were missing two starters, and yeah, we there there were some mistakes there, but you know, for the vast majority, uh, a lot of gutsy play and a lot of smart play from from our line Sunday and, and from the coaching staff. Landon, catch us up with uh, the transactions. Well, on Saturday before the game, we waved Khalif Raymond, our end-of-the-roster receiver. We waved him for Aaron Stinney, offensive lineman. And Stinney didn't really play at all, but this was just depth at offensive line, which we really needed, even though he didn't actually see the field. And Raymond has come back to the practice squad, so he's still with us. And then two days ago, we waved Dalen Dawkins, the four-string running back, and brought in Hieronymus Grisou, another offensive lineman. So just a lot of shuffling of offensive linemen and end of roster skill position. Yeah, I think we're compensating for um, injury. Uh, obviously, Pamphil did not dress. I think they were just covering all their bases for contingencies. Uh, any, anything else this week, Lan? Since we just mentioned Cameron Wake, he was the AFC Defensive Player of the Week. 
Big fella, I I think he was clearly uh, you know our our best lineman. That uh, goes without saying. Just just tell me your thoughts about this guy that you've always wanted to be a Titan, and now here here he is, and he's been recognized by by the league. Oh, it's huge. I mean, growing up in Penn State, I remember watching him in Penn State. Obviously, I, I haven't lived in Penn, Pennsylvania for a while, but have followed his career in you know the Nittany Lions. So it was wa- awesome watching him in college. And you know, he's really a game changer. And you know, not only was he defense AFC Defensive Player of the Week. He hit 100 career sacks, so that's a huge thing. I mean, you know, you see guys in the Hall of Fame with those kind of numbers. Not saying that's what's going to happen for him, but it's not out of the question. Um, and he might be that kind of a guy like for us, like a Kevin Mawai, that with our team for the, the twilight of their career and made it in the Hall, and we have more representation in, in there. You know, and uh, this past weekend we went to the Hall of Fame. There was a lot of representation of, Kevin Mawai, obviously he's inducted in this class, so there's a lot of extra publicity for the, the current class, but we we felt some pretty good representation. So someday, Cam Wake, he might be able to do the same thing. But yeah, he, he completely dominated the game. A lot of his stuff came in, in the second half, which is great. And, you know, I don't, I don't care if it comes in the first half, the second half, whatever. Um, but he took advantage of some really great opportunities with some uh, backup linemen, injured linemen, things like that. But he, he definitely has a lot left in the tank. I know a lot of people doubted him, but I think he's fantastic. Landon, when I went back and watched this game, what stood out to me was uh, A.J. Brown, who Lucas mentioned, just his strength for the speed that he has to get downfield, just he, absolute strength. Uh, do you feel like, and I think Marcus Mariota, one of his uh, sort of drawbacks has been he's afraid to throw that 50-50 ball. And uh, we saw him overthrow Corey Davis, and we've seen him do things like that. Do you do you feel like having a guy like that is going to consciously or subconsciously help uh, Mariota sort of just just throw it up there and, and feel like this kid can can bring it down? I think so because after Davis, I think AJ Brown's probably the second best go up and get it guy Mariota's had as far as receivers go that he can consistently trust. And he wasn't really asked to do that in this game because he was getting wide open just running after the catch. But still, just even after one game to establish that kind of trust with Mariota, that's a great sign. I think A.J. Brown, like you guys are hitting on, is a great player. One thing that's going to be a great result of this and having Delaney Walker back and the addition of Humphreys is we're going to see Corey Davis in some one-on-one matchups. And I think Mariota is going to have more confidence to throw those 50-50 balls when Corey Davis isn't double or triple teamed, which we saw a lot last year. Corey Davis was our only receiving threat last year, so I think having a, a field full of players who can go up and do that. Uh, I, I think it's going to really do great things, obviously, for Brown and those other players, but really for Corey Davis. I mean, we talked about during the Cleveland game, he was guarded by Denzel Ward incredibly the whole game. That's not going to be every single game. We're going pl- to play some teams that don't have a stud corner, and they're going to be forced kind of pick their poison, and I think that's going to be an, a matchup that Corey Davis is going to win. Uh, and I think Marcus, we're going to see him grow. We're going to see him throw those balls, and we're going to have him, you know, see the things go downfield. He's, I'm not saying he's Deshaun Watson, but he's going to start to take some of those shots because when you watch Deshaun Watson, he lets that thing fly, and he uh, he has DeAndre Hopkins, which we don't have. But um, I totally think the combination of AJ Brown and Corey Davis is going to do great things for us down the field. I, I would see Adam Humphreys as having uh, having a productive game on Sunday. When the Colts go zone there, I just think he's meant to to be his own breaker, and I am I'll be interested to see put put his stamp on this uh, 
on this team in this season, along with Corey. I can't mention Corey Davis without mentioning um, – I know guys aren't paid and drafted uh, at that position to block, but uh, when I rewatched that 75-yard run for Derrick Henry, just the absolute textbook blocking down the field by our entire team, but especially just Corey Davis until the end. It's just incredible to see what kind of physical talent he has and what kind of team player he is. Big fella, I, I know you're a, a longtime fan and you're a sentimental guy for this franchise. Big day for the franchise Sunday, retiring two two legends, and and I know it's going to be sounds weird because we don't know these guys, but an emotional time for us. Uh, great memories with Steve McNair and, and Eddie George. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're easily two of the greatest we've ever had um, at their respective positions, let alone just on our on our team. You know, they were part of the original crew that moved to Nashville, and they mean a lot to this franchise and this organization. So I, I really think that there's going to be a lot of electricity in the stadium. I really think the players are going to give it their all. I've gotten to, to meet Eddie George once at a, a practice, and, you know, the guy looks like he could still play. Let's be, let's be real. Huge role models for this franchise. Uh, so it'll be a really great atmosphere. And like I said, I think the players are going to lay it out on the line. And, you know, obviously we want to go up against the best. We wish Andrew Luck would have been there just so, so we can have your best 11 versus their best 11. But we've talked about Luck before, but best wishes for him in retirement. Uh, but that's one thing we don't have to think about. Still going to be a tough matchup, but a lot of electricity in the, in the stadium. And I think it'll be a great, great, great day. Lucas, what's your anticipation and, and sort of expectations for what we're talking about? This halftime ceremony where, where they're going to retire these two legends. I think there's going to be a lot of tears in the crowd. I think, like you said, many of us didn't know Steve McNair or Eddie George, but a lot of us are fans of the team because of them. They made Nissan Stadium a real special place to play in and uh, watch a game, and uh, they played with passion and energy, and honestly, most of this franchise's great moments came from them. I imagine it's going to be a very emotional ceremony. I'm looking forward to it. I'm glad we're all going to be there, and it'll, it'll be one of those you know, great things that, that, that the organization does. It's appropriate. But you know what? A, a win matters. And those things are, those guys aren't any more or less legends if they don't win Sunday. But it makes it for a better day for us. Let's talk for the rest of our time about this highly anticipated game, our big rivals, the Colts. We all know that they're without Andrew Luck. and But I don't think any real fan of this team thinks that it's going to affect Sunday. I think they showed competence in their loss to the Chargers in Los Angeles. First thing that, that jumps out to me, on Sunday, we were able to really confuse Baker Mayfield, uh, mainly with doing some stuff he'd never seen and a lot of disguise stuff. You don't see a lot of defensive back blitzing out of the cover, too. We did that. I think the ability of our four starters in the uh, defensive backfield to really just have – I bet they have more calls than any defensive backfield in the NFL. They're just all really smart. This next year, obviously, another training camp and summer and offseason to work with each other. They looked like they were just all on the same page, and they gave Baker Mayfield fits, and uh, and he fell right into it. Jacoby Brissett is an inexperienced yet talented passer and, and playmaker. Do you think they're going to follow the same sort of suit to try to really kind of just try to con confuse what he, what he sees? And obviously, they can't do exactly what they did Sunday to Baker, but do you, do you see him kind of – uh, trying to employ the same strategy? I think they'll definitely go with that same game plan of attack the quarterback, make him beat us because Brissett could be an average, maybe a bit of above average quarterback, but he's not Andrew Luck. He's not, when you send 
when you've got guys in one-on-one coverage, you're scared that he's going to beat you with the throw. He's not that talented of a passer, so any way we can fluster him, frustrate him, make him think too much, make him, make him make a dumb decision, that's good. But the only thing is, this Colts line is so much better than the Browns line, especially once the Browns lost their top two left tackles and only had five healthy linemen. So I don't think the pressure will be as consistent as last Sunday. Well, that pressure um, didn't come until later, but it came and uh, it, it led to a lot of issues for Baker Mayfield and the Browns. Big fella, what's your biggest thing you're looking for Sunday? I, I think we all would agree this is going to be a difficult game. The expectation is the Colts have every chance to come in here and really take the uh, air um, out of this momentum we have. So what, do you, what are you looking for most of all Sunday? I'll tell you what. They do some things very well. What they did really well this past weekend was they were able to run the ball on what I consider to be a pretty stout Chargers defensive line. Marlon Mack ran 25 times for 174 yards with one touchdown, averaging seven yards a carry. That's something we cannot allow to happen. So I think we got to kind of take care of that and be stout against the run. And, you know, obviously T.Y. Hilton has plagued us forever. So that's somebody we got to stop. Right. Mike played excellently, and uh, 80% of his uh, yards came in the second half. And so to me, that's a sign of a, of a really good offensive line and a coaching staff that doesn't panic and sticks with the run. And Lucas, that leads me to you. I, I think uh, the Colts are well coached, and uh, I think we got a, a fight on our hands. What, what do you expect to see uh, from them from a, from a game plan standpoint Sunday? Well, yeah, I, I actually agree. I think the Colts are a much stronger team than people are anticipating. I, I think our three goals right now to beating them are, one, stopping Mac. I think um, you're right, majority of his yards were in the second half. Their offensive line is fantastic. They block really, really well. So expect him to get a lot of carries. Uh, we need to really focus in on Hilton and shutting him down. He seems to be their main weapon right now. Uh, they, they didn't do as well. Uh, throwing to their tight ends or any of their other receivers. It was pretty much the Hilton show when it comes to the passing game. And then we really need to expose their secondary. Their secondary is probably, outside of Hooker, uh, they're, they're, they're weak. Really, really attacking that offensive line, uh, making sure that we're, we're not allowing the running back to get any space, attacking their secondary and, and focusing on Hilton, and we should be able to win this game. Yeah, I think that's well said. We know about their offensive line, and... Uh... I think the important thing for us, Landon, is ours. The uh, big thing we don't know is who do you expect to see out there Sunday? I think uh, the two guys that had to step in for starters, uh, Jamil Douglas and Dennis Kelly. Uh, obviously, I think Jamil's earned another start, but we'll see about Panfield's health. Well, what's your take and what are you hearing on who, who we might see out there Sunday? Well, it's really just a question of who's the right guard because Kelly has locked down the left tackle spot, and I thought he was really good this Sunday. And I haven't heard anything new as far as good or bad per Panfield, so there's there's really no new developments. So I'd expect Jamil Douglas to still start just because he played last week. He's fresher. He's healthier. He's just more ready to go. So, Big Fella, what do you think the Chargers did effectively against the Colts that, that, that you're kind of looking for Sunday? So one thing that I think they really did well at is they really attacked down the field. Um, Keenan Allen eight catches, 123 yards in the touchdown, 10 targets. I mean, that's that's nothing to sneeze at. And then they had Mike Williams with, with a couple targets downfield. He didn't get as involved. But one guy that they got involved was Austin Eckler. Here we're thinking Melvin Gordon's gone. These guys might be toast. But then here comes Austin Eckler with six catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns receiving. 
Oh yeah, and then he has 12 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown. So I think it's <laughs> it's really going to be a big game for our receivers. Like Lucas mentioned, I think we really have to attack that secondary. And then when they least expect it, or I mean they're probably going to expect it all game, but we got to hit him with Henry, and then hopefully Deion Lewis can make some shifty moves, um, catching some balls of the backfield. I think that's really uh, how we're going to take advantage of this Colts defense because uh, we know Darius Leonard incredible player he's he's the quarterback of the defense and they bring in Justin Houston and you know pretty much the all-name team on paper so we really have to be aggressive we can't we can't let up at all I really think we have to come out early score stop them score again get some turnovers make some things happen but but yeah I mean the Chargers you know they're led by Philip Rivers they're always going to have success through the air he's going to throw it a thousand times he threw it 34 times for 333 yards Three touchdowns, one interception. So I think I think that's really what we have to do to beat them, kind of follow that, that game plan. Because, yeah, like Lucas said, they don't have a very stout secondary outside of Malik Hooker. Uh, Devin Funches was injured. We thought not as serious as it's come to find out he's been placed on in- injured reserve. Are there any other injuries um, that you guys have heard that are going to affect uh, them on Sunday? I haven't heard anything. Okay. I, th- I think usually uh, we can expect to see more of an injury report. It would have just gotten released today, so there could be some things popping up by game yeah. time. But I think relatively, they're a pretty healthy team, you know, outside of uh, of Funches. I thought Darius Leonard might have gotten shaken up during the game, but he he I yeah. assume he's a guy that's going to play regardless. Yeah, apparently he's gonna he's good to go. Cause, and so our our injury report we we're supposed to see today we that that's not been released. It's out there. Yet, right? um, we've got Kevin Pamphil. Uh He was he did not practice with a knee injury. Linebacker Reggie Gilbert, he's got a knee he did not practice. David Fluellen, he had a hamstring injury. He was limited. Everybody else was fine. Cam Wake and Delaney Walker didn't practice, but they were not injury-related. All right, what else do y'all want to talk about? Colts interior pass rush is awful, and which is actually really good for us because I think the weakness on the offensive line is the interior. Yeah, that'll be good. Hopefully we can exploit that. Uh, absolutely. Uh, something interesting for me uh, – Deion Lewis, uh, I, I know it's tough to just come out and play when you get very very few chances, and the same with uh, Tajay Sharp. But uh, are you guys a little worried about that kind of that secondary production at running back? Do you think Lucas will see Deion Lewis sort of get on track? Uh, I'm not a huge fan of his, to tell you the truth. He played very well in the Chargers game last year, but for the most part, I'm, I'm not a big fan. I actually had much rather see some of the younger guys take his spot. Um, because outside of Derrick Henry, I don't think we have uh, great running back depth. What about a receiver, Landon? Do you uh, expect Tajay Sharp to uh, to sort of be? It's just got to be tough to just have just basically have one, one or two shots. Uh, we see we saw him not run the correct route or, or get held up or something. What's your expectations for 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 Tajay Sharp this Sunday? I think, like you said, he'll get really limited snaps, and but I still think he'll have a reception or two just because he'll be the fourth or fifth option going up against the fourth or fifth cover guy, which as we've covered, that guy isn't that good. So I think he'll be a lot better than he did in the Cleveland game just because the pass rush is as good and the secondary isn't as good. It's funny. It's good that you mentioned that land, but I'm, I'm curious to get all of your takes. Like if we see him make another big mistake, if he runs another wrong route, I, I really think his time is 
is coming close, and they might want to take a shot on a, on a, a guy from the practice squad like Khalif Raymond, like we talked about earlier. Um, what do you, what do you guys we'll, think? I think we'll see Raymond, but uh, unfortunately, just because of attrition and injury. Um, no, I, I think they'll have a longer leash on Tasha Sharp. He just he's been in there. I think they were impressed with him this summer. Now he's got he's got to perform, but even uh, even with a few mistakes Sunday, he's just so much better than the depth they've had for the you know the fourth guy to this point. But so I, I think they're going to have some patience with him. Yeah, he was a starter two years ago. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. <fourth. laughs> yeah, that's terrifying yeah, to think of. Really incredible. Did you rewatch the uh, Chargers Colts game? Uh, I watched parts of it. They they had trouble stopping the run. Um, their interior line, like I said, wasn't very good. Their offensive line was outstanding. In fact, they had right. a ton of highlights. They're a scary, scary group. Yeah, I mean, I know Big Fellow mentioned uh, Eckler earlier. Uh, Eckler was really good in limited uh, time last year. Question about him is, you know, does he have the frame to hold up uh, if he is indeed kind of the, the main guy? But Eckler's really good, and I think just that offensive line just makes a, a lot of folks – uh, look good. I mean, just like it, they, they've just been really impressive. So a big thing for me is um, our linebacking core. Uh, we didn't, they obviously didn't play poorly, but uh, usually uh, over the years we've seen Woodyard uh, just sort of just fly um, all over the place and make tackles. I think Sunday is really important for our, 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 our three non-rush linebackers uh, just because Marlon Mack obviously and that second level, I think that they're, they're going to have to step up. And uh, the Colts did not have a, a really productive Sunday by their standards uh, in week one for tight ends. But I expect to see, you know, Ebron and Doyle. Uh, I, I think they try to take back that part of the field. So uh, how important uh, is our linebacker performance Sunday? And, and, and what do you expect from, from Evans and Woodyard and Brown? I think it's going to be a big – It's you know, it's going to be incredibly important. Um, like you mentioned – They've got some tight ends who can do some damage, and they've got Marlon Mack back there, so they're kind of tasked with double duty. They always have to keep their eyes in the backfield but not lose track of those tight ends. And I feel like over the past couple of years, their tight ends quietly have a huge game on us. I think it was last year or two years ago, Jack Doyle had two touchdowns, and Eric Ebron, he had strong games against us last year. So I think that's something we really can't lose track of. And I don't think, I think just based on Sunday and how disciplined we were, I don't think we'll lose track of them. Um, and I think we'll we'll kind of force them to beat us by going probably through T.Y. Hilton be, it, because he's going to be their only receiver that's going to be super healthy. I mean, everybody else is kind of hurt, banged up, or we haven't really heard of him. Woodyard is always the thumper. He's usually the guy that flies to the line, and we notice him right away. We didn't notice him a whole lot. You know, n- not to say they did a bad job, but they're going to have to be on their toes this week. You mentioned uh, T.Y. Hilton. T.Y. Hilton has just lit us up over the years. Uh, he's really good between the 20s, though. Uh, he really doesn't have the strength, per se, catch a lot of touchdowns in the goal line or or be a, a, a big weapon in the red zone. So I think it's going to be interesting to see if their tight ends can can sort of make that mark there and Marlon Mack. So it'll be really interesting to see how our entire defense and our, our, and our linebacker core sort of tightens up on them uh, inside the 20. All right, so final question for uh, all three of you. We'll start with you, Landon. What What do you think has to happen for us to beat this scrappy Colts team? I think we just have to limit turnovers and play good defense because we know that the Titans all, can always win the ugly game. They can win the 17-16 ugly-looking game that they somehow come out on top of. 
do we make mistakes? Because the Colts, they probably win last week if Vinatieri doesn't miss an extra point and two field goals. That's probably not going to happen. Can the offense keep up? Can Mariota keep up? Can he can he score points when we need him to? And do we just not make mistakes? I think we need to uh, hold them to field goals over touchdowns. I think we need to run the football. Uh, Derrick Henry needs to have a big day. I mentioned their secondary is weak, but uh, when Derrick Henry's got the ball and he gets by those linebackers, I don't think there's anyone out there that could stop him. Feed Henry, get our play action going, uh, score an explosive plays. We need Mariotti to get his feet set and throw the ball accurately. Yeah, I think uh, our defense also needs to be uh, uh, playing close to the line of scrimmage and watch those quick throws because I imagine we're going to see a lot of quick throws, a lot of uh, counters and running plays and maybe some screens. I think all that's well said. And, <clears throat> you know, I don't want it to sound like I'm playing Madden uh, on super easy level, but I, I want Derrick Henry to have a big game. And I really want a statement game from Mariota. We saw him last week. He avoided he avoided some sacks, and when he was going to get sacked, he was smart about it. He protected the ball. He didn't force any throws. He didn't turn the ball over. I, I want that and then some. And then, obviously, we have to make Jacoby Brissett uncomfortable. We have to get home. It's going to be a really tough task against these guys, but I think we could do it. We've got a bunch of good players, and, you know, with the receivers they do have and the corners we have, it's going to be hard for Brissett to find some, some open receivers, and he's going to be hesitant back there. So that's where we got to take advantage of this. We can't let them get a big head. We can't let them, you know, think they're better than they are. So I think we really have to bring them back to re- down to reality, kind of just like we did last week. What I want to see is for us to continue what we did in week one. Uh, from a play calling standpoint, we stayed committed to the run without being vanilla. And I really appreciate the shots that we took downfield, even if we didn't complete. And um, I think everybody seemed to be on the same page. We had a really good plan for protecting Marcus. So I want to see more of that. I want to see more chances down the field while while still hanging with the run and kind of kind of wearing down their interior part of their defensive line, especially like uh, like Lucas mentioned. I want us to uh, go right at their weaknesses and uh, be very tough and physical. Uh, this has been great, guys. Uh, we're all super pumped uh, for Sunday. Uh, Lucas, tell us a, a little bit about your tailgate plans Sunday. All right, so we're doing our biggest tailgate yet. It's going to start at 8 o'clock, and it'll go to probably 11, maybe 11.30. Uh, we're, we're going to try and uh, include the Titans walk with the tailgate, which is going to be happening right above us in Lot R underneath the uh, pedestrian bridge. We have multiple kegs. We have a DJ. Um, we're expecting a couple hundred people. Last year we had about 250 show up. Um, so it's going to be a really good time. We'll have games, and we're also doing a raffle, and all the proceeds go to the ALS Foundation, and there's going to be some awesome prizes. Lucas, if people want to find you and they want to um, RSVP to coming or they want to bring something, what, what, what should they do? Well, you can find our group Twitter. It's 2ToneBlueNat1. Two is in the whole word, nation, but it's uh, Nat1. 2ToneBlueNat1. They want to find us on uh, Facebook. It's Two Tone Blue Nation, and we have the uh, tailgate in there and all the information for them. Uh, guys, uh, Landon, uh, John, Lucas, thank you guys for the information. Thank you to all of our listeners. Uh, we are super pumped for Sunday. We want to see you there wearing blue, and we're going to honor some legends and we're going to beat this Colts team. So, guys, until then, tighten up. Tighten up. Tighten up. Yes, sir.